Okay, listen up. You're now locked into the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. DJ Bugsy is bringing back the essence of hip hop. Hear the voices from the artists, the DJs, and the movers and shakers that keep the culture alive. Most importantly, they keeping it the hip hop. Hey, DJ Bugsy, you ready? <laughs> and now to our regular scheduled program. So it's your boy, DJ Bugsy. Welcome to Do It For Hip Hop podcast, episode 73. I would like to introduce the social media phenom, YouTube phenom, the one and only Lex, Lexi Pantera. How you doing? Wonderful. AKA Virgin Lex now. Okay. So you have, so right now you're in your rap persona right now. She's completely switched over. She's officially a rapper. Oh, so you're officially a rapper. So no more pop. <laughs> Not for now. I really want to focus on rap. I really like it. I found a new love for it. And okay. so I've been in. Okay, so let me ask me. Tell me why you want to switch over because pop is very popular, obviously, because that's why it's called pop. But what is your hip hop influence and what makes you want to switch over to hip hop? Honestly, I feel like I've been doing pop and I can't get as much Mm -hmm. of a story, a story out in pop music. I feel like with rapping, I can actually, number one, talk shit if I want. Like I have more of a personality that no one knows about. So it's like I actually have a chance in rap music to actually tell a story or talk about something specific or like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Pop, pop really has filters and you trying to be with no filter. I'm trying to be a little bit more of an unfiltered version of myself. So now I finally can come out and just be more, more me. Right. So can you tell me about basically how you linked up with the legendary Too Short from the Bay um, too short as the pimp persona that he did throughout his whole career, and you have the song with him. I want to know how that link, how you came up with that. How did that come about? I feel like I've been running around too short in the in Los Angeles for a long time. Like he's in the industry, so we end up at like the same parties or like same events. And like I see him and I'll say hi because I'm a fan. I'm like hello. Like I've introduced okay. myself once or twice, and then we just kept you know running into each other. We just became friends and I was like hey I have this record and I really want you know someone to hop on it it's like a twerk record it's kind of my first record like in this genre I'm from the Bay Area I wanted him because he's from the Bay Area I needed some legendary something and so I hit him up and he was like send it to me I'm like all right and it happened it was really cool and we've been in the session like we've been in sessions together plenty of times too okay um he's like he's someone I look up to and he's dope yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about your new single, OnlyFans, and also let's talk about how the fact that you signed up with OnlyFans in April and made a net income worth 100 k I want you to talk about how you think you did that and also what made you do that because that's not probably typically something you would do. Did COVID-19 yeah. play a part in that? So that's like a three-part question. I mean, I would say... Yeah, I mean, being in the entertainment business, you know, money and shit goes up and down. And I got to fund my craft. So it's like, mm-hmm. twerk out's cool, but twerk out classes were being canceled because no one can take twerk out classes. So now, obviously, we have online classes, which is cool. Right. Um, but I, I have, basically, I just had this idea because my friend was like, why don't you do, you know, videos on on OnlyFans? I was like, yeah, but I don't really twerk anymore. Like, I'm focused on this music shit. So it's like, Right. Uh, like, what am I going to do? They're like, just twerk, do twerk videos. I was like, 
an idea. That's an idea because I haven't in a long time. So I think people would pay for it right. instead of me putting it on Facebook, YouTube, where you're not going to pay shit for it. <clears throat> you're putting out free content or whatever. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it mm-hmm. and come back doing it again, I want to be paid for it. So right. that was a thought in my mind. It's always money too. And I'm just recently making twerk music like rap rap shit like i've been dancing more often just around the house in the studio like i'm getting my like groove back you know what i mean so it just came more natural everything's kind of coming together perfect timing for me and i was like this is a great way to earn money if they're making that much i can probably make this much too and on top of it i can also encourage because i know there's other people that are like me that are in this position too where they need money extra money music doesn't pay unless you're fucking real popping off i don't really write for anybody yet i place like one record but that's not really what i do i like doing my own shit so you gotta find a way to fund to fund your music and i just get creative i've always been that way since when i was in high school selling random shit so my mind kind of just wrapped around this whole this whole thing and I took it and I ran with it and I wanted to be a voice for like other influencers or girls or whoever the fuck wants to hop on something like this and blow yeah. stigmas out of the fucking water. Cause I love, I love to do that. I like to shake shit up a little bit and like cro- try not to cross over lines, but like, I feel like I'm in that fine middle line where I can get away with some shit and I'm going to try to use it and everyone's benefit or my benefit too, at least, you know? Yeah. So now I got friends that are like, yo, I might do an OnlyFans. Let me know about it. Or like, let me talk to you about it. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, as you should. Right. I publicly came out and was like, this is what I'm doing. Who else wants to do it? I like taking those chances, though. I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of it. Okay. That's dope. Well, why do you think people gravitate to your page? Because most people, well, I'm not going to say most, because I, I never signed up for any OnlyFans. So I don't know. Was I can't really make a, a statement on that. But why you think people gravitate to you and willing to pay to see you do your thing? Um, I just think it's the fact that I haven't been doing it for a long. I haven't been doing it really okay. for a while. I've only been really doing classes. So like snippets of me that people will see that were my fans, they weren't getting it from me. So now that right. I'm out again, I'm going to charge for it. They're going to want to see it. They're going to be like, fuck yeah. Like we want to see what she's mm-hmm. doing. Well, she, right. Let me see that last shape. <laughs> like, for sure. And so it worked. It worked well. I didn't, I had a feeling it could go this way, but I wasn't expecting it to go as good as it did or as it's going. Right. It's a cool platform. And now, you know, Mm -hmm. there's other ways where I can release my music, like my OnlyFans, for instance. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm direct messaging 100,000 people because that's my fucking, those are the subscriptions now. Mm -hmm. And I can use this platform for everything, for selling products, for selling my merch that's coming out selling twerk dvds or whatever like i can fucking it's basically just a great platform to do all that with you know and there's already people on this app so right and let me ask you this because you have two million subscribers on youtube Mm -hmm. and i would think that that platform will also be a way for you to make money because when you get to a certain amount of views you make you get a check from them if i'm not mistaken and you also gonna put your merch on the channel so i wanted to know what made you feel like that platform is not as good as the OnlyFans platform? Unfortunately, you know, you spend money on a $10,000 music video. Right. You get even a million views. Right. You're not recouping anything. <laughs> like, there's nothing to be recouped. You're spending. You're just spending, 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 spending. Okay. So, unless you're big balling, like fucking Rihanna, or, you know, you got to be a big, big artist to, like, really. Right. Get that money up that way at least. And then another struggle I have 
I'm an independent artist, so right. the fact that I put up a twerk video where I'm fully dressed and YouTube wants to demonetize or, or fuck up my ad sense because they think that's too sexy or like 21 and up should only watch or 18 and up should only watch it. Right. I'm, I'm tired of that shit. I'll tell you that because I don't like how they want to take my stuff off, but then right. I respect and love Cardi B, but her naked ass is out there shaking ass too. And that shit doesn't get, you know, I'm sure she gets paid fully what she deserves and what's out there. <laughs> right. Right. But for us, it's a little bit harder. I don't know. I'm not really sure why. It sucks. It sucks. I put in a lot of work for it too. Okay. For many years. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that you know how that go. That's that's the politics of the, of the politics, business. For sure. You know, when a certain artist gets to a certain stature, they're not going to flag them because that particular platform is making a lot of money off of it as well. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. For instance, 6 9 Yeah. <laughs> His video's on and popping and cracking over there. I get a fucking notification. Um, We're going to have to flag this 18 and over. I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> like damn i'm out here mm-hmm. inspiring bitches okay and right. you got someone like him trashing bitches right <laughs> and well i'm glad you brought that up what do you think about him and and his and him being a rat and him still being able to flourish in these streets and get all the streams and get the things that most rats wouldn't get and even going back and forth with meek mill and Tory Lanez being mad because he broke his record. What's your thoughts on that? The kids that are listening to Six Nine don't know any better. Their parents okay. aren't under, they're not teaching them. Right. They're not paying attention to what they're listening to. Okay. So he's gonna keep getting these streams, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know how R. Kelly was banned? Right. Much because right. the people that listen to him were us and we understand and we can under we knew the shit he's doing is probably not right. Right. It's, they don't give. A, they don't. They don't care. They're not listening. They don't care. They're not really. They're not right. there living that, that life either. So they don't understand it. Exactly. But I think it's absolutely terrible. I mean, I think he, people just need to stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where I think I see posts every day. Right. Like, oh God, it's like the worst human being. Like, who wants to look up to this? It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. It does not progress the world in a better mm-hmm. place. A better place. I'll tell you that. Right. So now, now I want to know how you've been dealing with this COVID-19 as a businesswoman. And I know that you started the OnlyFans, but as far as your twerk classes and your twerk business go and you're an entrepreneur on that aspect, how have you been yeah. dealing with that? I've been making sure that I have good content online so that people can, you know, do twerk out classes in their living room if they want. Right. Um, it's like a DVD style type of workout. Okay. Um, we have live classes all the time people can get involved with. Um, and then on my end, now I'm curating a group of girls that are like great twerkers from wherever. Okay. And I'm calling them Lexi's girls. I made an Instagram account for it. And my plan for it is to mm-hmm. make it into a, a group of curated women that can do OnlyFans or do other things as well. And maybe okay. even music videos. You can come to me to be like, yo, we need this many people or this many, we need this type of dancer, this many. Okay. So I think that it might flourish into something like that. Oh, man, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I'm always thinking, like, ahead. It's always something. It's always Damn. another struggle for me because I got to do more work. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, that's what happens when you bossed up, right? I guess so. The work doesn't end, I'll tell you that. You think it gets easier and money? No, right. you got to keep putting in the work. It's yeah. nonstop. Facts. Now, you have a, a good family lineage background. Your father 
Um, talk a little bit about your lineage and how you feel that inspired your career and made you take those steps to be great. Um, my dad's a pretty powerful man, always business oriented. Um, everyone's into sports and active. So I've been that way my entire life. I think around him learning business wise, making money was always a thing for me too. Okay. Um, and my grandmother, she was a famous singer songwriter in Iran. And I think that kind of like, it's in my blood. So me naturally, I just grew up wanting to be in entertainment and sing and dance. Like that was just me. Right. Uh, my family supported 100%. Everything okay. I did, they, they major support, which is crazy. Okay. Not a lot of people get that, but I was super lucky mm-hmm. and blessed enough to have all that shit, all that shit around me. That's good. That's good. And they even don't mind you twerking and being, you know, world loose and letting the world see you. And they, uh, they don't mind. I mean, no. Because they, they see all my intentions. They know who I am. So it's not like... Right. You know, my family's not the one to judge really either because my family's super open, super like progressive. You know what I mean? So no one really sees it as weird or negative or bad. They love it. They all, all of them love it. Right. They're major, major supporters. It's crazy. My mom is out here twerking. My aunt's out here twerking. My dad obviously doesn't want people to see, like, oh, I saw your girl shaking ass on YouTube. Like, no, but like, Ultimately, right. they love that I'm happy that I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm yes. making a difference in girls' lives, and they see this and they love it. They're with it. That's dope. Yeah. Now, in in today's climate of hip hop, we have a lot of 360 deals, and we have a lot of artists being robbed and finding out later, all the way down to Megan and Stallion. What is your feelings on staying independent or eventually signing to a major? Damn, honestly. And you always see, you always hear horror stories about the labels, but then you're always like, damn, but I need a label to support me and back me up. So it's like always a love-hate relationship. Right. So I guess it's best to make smart decisions as much as you can with advice mm. from people that you trust. Yeah. And when you hit that label, you hit it and you have right. stuff to bring to them. Okay. Shit. So would you sign to a major? And if it, if it was somebody you would sign to, who would it be? I think now I'm ready where I could. I would I would be in a position where all my ducks are in a row on my okay. side. Right. So I think and to to who? To mm. <laughs> <So> who? <laughs> Honestly, I don't have a preference. I don't know. Whoever the hell wants to support the fuck out of me, to be okay. honest, it's gonna rock with me because that's the most important thing. Have you been approached by any labels? What's that? Have you been approached by any labels in terms of Um, not majorly, no. And now that I'm doing the switchover, I haven't even released a project. Hopefully there might be some different interests for sure. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. So could we say maybe Rock Nation, Jay-Z, maybe um, Atlantic Records where Cardi B is at? That's so funny. Rock Nation was totally in my head. Really? I was just so I, I was reading, reading your mind. Okay. Yeah, that would have been one of them. Okay. So they you look up to you look up to Jigga. You look up to Jay Z. Yes, for sure. Their whole their whole uh all the people around them, everything. Yeah, they're solid. Right. They're super solid. Okay. Yeah, they know their shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know they know their shit really well. But I'm gonna put in the work. I'm gonna put in the, I mean, I have so much to prove in general, right. especially when it comes to now I'm rapping and right. I'm a white bitch rapping, so I, I see what maybe might be ahead of me, but like mm-hmm. I know the passion there is fun for me. I love it. I respect culture, the culture too. So 
shit. I don't know. I hope that they accept and they like some of the shit I have. Yeah. For them to dance to, twerk to, feel, feel like a bad bitch. Right. That's the type of music I'm kind of making is like, I'm a bad bitch. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> getting my feelings and my confidence, getting my confidence up. Mm-hmm. Do you, all right, so speaking of culture and, you know, Dame Dash has been on the record talking about culture vultures and also it's been a lot of conversation about Eminem. Do you feel like it's harder for people of that color to get in hip hop music or do you think it's easier for black people to accept the cult, like different people? Like, how do you feel about that? Like even Mac Miller, I don't, I feel like Mac Miller kind of like slid in there. I don't feel like he had a hard time getting it. I definitely don't feel like Eminem did, but there is some people like Iggy where they like, uh, you was cool, but I'm not really feeling you. What's your feelings on that? Um, Damn, it's kind of hard because you don't know somebody's genuine self ever. Right. You know what I mean? You know the person for years, you still don't really know. Right. So, like, yeah, people might see Iggy and maybe they have a type of fucking they don't feel it. They don't they don't see the genuine the genuine mm-hmm. realness of it. That could be it. Okay. I don't know well though. I talked the bitch how to twerk a couple times, but like I don't really I don't know. <laughs> Shit. We didn't, white people didn't create, create rap. So, you know what I mean? So I get it. Like, but it comes natural sometimes for us because we grew up on it. I fucking grew up on rap though. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My stepdad, my fucking mom. Right. My step, two stepdads that I had actually. And they were both African-American. Oh, wow. That kind of comes from, I don't know. I'm kind of just, I would grew up around a lot of it. So I might have a little bit of a different perspective, but. Right. I just hope that they like me. <laughs> so are you determined, even though those barriers might be there, are you determined to knock the doors down, even though those, those barriers could possibly be there? Yeah, I think I can do it and respectfully. Okay. I think I learn from people around me too. Right. Have a say, you right. know, like. Absolutely. They, they teach me shit that I need to learn mm-hmm. to respect culture. Right. So I respect that and I get that. And I'm I'm willing to put in the work because there's some fucking per- I'm Persian and Irish. I'm a white girl. There's right. some white girls that I hope and that maybe they want to rap one day that they can. If I can yeah. pay that way. There haven't been a lot of female white rappers. I can't look up to any. I'll tell you that. It's only Iggy. It's only Iggy that I know. It's nothing. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. For me, because I'm passionate about this shit. It's real to me. Right. So I'm like, damn, like, is there a chance? Is there a chance? There might be. Well, well, guess what? That's the that's the beauty of it. You have to you have that. That's the beauty of it, because if Virgin Lexi does it, then that means that you made history like she did. Because during that time, when she was doing her thing, she was she was the best one out during that time frame. She yeah, had a time. I, and I have no doubt that Iggy. I could probably be the best one. I could probably for sure be the best white rapper. I'm not. I have no doubt in my mind. Okay. Female. Besides, but except for Eminem, because he's a goal. We can't. Well, female. 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 Okay. okay. My lyrics aren't fucking there yet. I just started, but like, I'm about to come for these hoes hard. I'm coming. Okay. So, do you write a lot? You be writing bars and you be barring. You be in the crib writing your bars and sipping your wine and what you? How you get? How you get in the mode of being a writer or being a rapper? Mm, rapper now I guess I'm in the studio just like it is with pop music I hear a, a, a track that I really like and I fucking mm-hmm. hop on mm-hmm. and I'll start freestyling or I'll start freestyling melodies so I'll be like and I'll start doing that shit and then I'll add some lyrics to it the the OnlyFans record that I did the one that I just released 
I did that song. That was the first time actually trying to do to rap to rap. Right. The first time doing, it, I was like, "This shit's lit. We're putting this out." Mm-hmm. That's it was super easy. It was super quick. That shit came natural as fuck to me. I don't okay. know how good it is in perspective of all the fucking other shit out there. But mm-hmm. me, that shit was easy and it came natural and dope. I love the record. I'm super excited about it. I'm super yeah, excited. I, I, listen, it's your first record, so you know that doesn't nothing that becomes great happens just like that. You have to grow into it. You know, you have to grow into my craft. Like I didn't just become the number one hip hop podcast in Philly overnight. And I'm, and I'm trying to take my podcast to where you at. to all over the world, not just Philly. So I totally understand it. I get it. it, it every, cause I, I started out with Wendy Williams and everything is all about perfecting your craft and getting better. And that's what it's all about. I'm learning this year. It's been a lot about learning a lot about learning. And, um, I'm fully ready. That's I'm a crazy combo now. Persian and Irish. That's a crazy combination. But it's a good one. It's not. It's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong. Maybe, maybe you could give me some advice. Oh, advice about being an artist? Yeah, about being a white female rapper. How about that? Okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm not definitely some advice because first of all, listen. I've been listening to hip hop since 1987. I'm a I'm a seasoned vet. Like I'm a guy that knows about bars. I knows what's hot, what's not. I'll be like, look, Lexi, no, you can't do that. <laughs> in order for There's you to click, in order for you to care to the urban community, you got to do this or you got to do that. I you know what I? That. People went with cosigns. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Oh absolutely. That's a people fact. went with cosigns. I'm not gonna say I have too many cosigns. Too short's a great cosign for me. I'm oh no, too short. If you got if you. you got too short cosign, and that's it. I love that's too it. short. I said that's the cosign. I sent him my record. I go, I'm a rapper now. Right. <laughs> he listens to it. <laughs> he goes, Yeah, you're a rapper. I was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. It's, yeah, too short is a legend. Like I love too short. I love too I short. Do yeah. But um, I mm. hope that shit. I hope I want to see somebody be a fan of me that I'm a fan of for sure. That's what I'm. I'm waiting for that. I'm gonna see who it is first. Okay. And I'm excited to see yeah. who's gonna actually be on my side. Right. Right. Before we go, um, I just want to ask you too. Um, what you got coming up next? Tell the people how they can follow you. Different things like that. Yeah. So I mean, you'll always find Lexi Pantera. I'm telling people to call me Virgin Lex now. I'm a okay. born again virgin, okay? Born again rapper, artist, bitch. <laughs> and um, yeah, follow me on all, all social platforms. And I'm dropping a project called The Savagery. And it's going to come out in June. And it's going to be a full rap EP that you can twerk that ass to. Oh, shit. It's coming out in June. Like June what? Do you have a date? Huh? You have a date June what? I don't got a date yet, but I got a month. <laughs> so that means you you if you got if your project coming out in june that means that you've been in the studio a lot correct honestly i've been in the studio for a week and a half and i did the project it's done yeah i might i might i might do one more record because i might not like one of the records so i might switch out a record but the whole it's done that's just done there's 10 songs at least all right, well that's good. Well, that's an LP because the EP is only seven songs. It's an EP. It's an EP. Because really? it's not. 
this is my first project. What am I supposed to do? I can't be like, hey, especially if it's independent. I feel like it has to come out as an EP. You know what I mean? Well, then, it, but usually when you do any more than seven, it's an LP. So it turns into an LP? Gotcha. Yeah. Seven and seven and under is the EP. Anything over seven, you you going into the LP mode. Well, so we're coming got in because you got to think about Nas' first project was called Illmatic. He had an intro and then he had nine songs, which made it an LP. Yeah. The intro count. The intro counts. Believe it or oh, not. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give my intro to come back to you then. So I'm dropping that project. That's coming out. I'm excited. I'm a, I, I can't wait. Um, and I told your pu- your publicist that we um, and when I'm in Cali or whenever you in the East Coast, we got to do a live, in person. My whole oh, production sure. team with the cameras. I got liquor. Look, the whole shebang. Let's do it. I would love to. I would love to. I can't wait to fucking leave somewhere. Go do something. <laughs> yeah, me too. This shit is crazy. This shit crazy. <laughs> I'm happy you have me. So we're going live right now at nine. So you got like 26 minutes. Okay, okay, I got you. Give yourself, okay. you know, whatever extra you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Get your get your phone, make sure it's charged. Get it centered, get it straight. You ain't got to be doing You ain't got to be You get the selfie style interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a selfie style interview, without a doubt. <laughs> you got the angles and everything. <laughs> Yo, you and y- y'all women with these angles is funny, but yeah. I'll show you the angles. Let me ask you a question before we go. How tall are you? Because you are very tall. How tall do you think I am? Five nine. I'm almost five eight. Damn, I see. I swear, cameras make people just look extra tall. It's just like I think room. recently I posted like I was doing my headstands and I looked mm-hmm. hella tall. I was like, damn, I like look right. long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm faking your asses. No, I'm I'm pretty tall. I guess five eight is almost five eight is pretty tall. Yeah, yeah, for a female, definitely. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Make sure you check out Dover Hip Hop Podcast on all streaming platforms: Spotify, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on Dover Hip Hop Pod on Instagram. It's your boy DJ Bugsy. Keep it hip hop. Peace.